When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yo, Easy. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. All right, guys. Welcome to Easy Does It. This is episode 15. My name is Evan Duvall. This is Zach Person. Everybody give him a round of applause. How you guys doing? Glad to be here. Yeah, man. I'm so excited to be sitting here and, and talking before you know, I have a feeling that you're about to explode out there, man. And you make it look so easy and natural. And I think uh, I've been listening to your to your music since I, I found out about you uh, last month. And um, I'm really excited to see where your career goes. Thanks, um, man. But yeah. yeah, man, if you want to go ahead and do an introduction and, and tell people kind of where you're from and, and how you got here to Austin. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, Zach Person, um, born in New Jersey, um, Vineland, New Jersey. Um, and we'll get into that later. My drummer was actually born in the same city as me. Super small town of like 20,000 people. Met um, him here? Yeah, met him here in Austin wow. 2017. Yeah. Um, my uh, mom and I moved back down to um, Southern Pines, North Carolina, another really small town. Um, that's where I started playing guitar um, at 10 years old. Um, I'm trying to summarize uh, all this. Yeah. And then <laughs> eventually, um, you know, started playing guitar at 10. Um, we moved to Houston when I was 13. Cool. Um, started playing music with a, a band in high school, a uh, family band named, uh, the band was called Project X. Uh, like yeah. <laughs> um, sounds like a, a kid band, but yeah, we were, I was in that group. We started playing out at places like the House of Blues, Houston. Awesome. Um, at 16, I was, I was doing that. Um, that band and project dissolved and I started playing um, just solo acoustic mm-hmm. around town and I was looking at people like Ed Sharon to figure out how to get like a looper going mm. um, and then um, yeah fast forward a couple of years after high school um, doing the American Idol in 2016 oh really yeah um, and I'm, we'll come back to all this yeah. stuff but yeah, just we'll as a brief time yeah sure. um, then after Idol you know coming back to Houston there was a lot of a lot of gigs going on but it seemed like Austin was the the hot spot to be and where everything was seemed to be popping off and so Definitely. I um, moved moved here in 2017 and uh, uh, met my my team members in 2018 mm-hmm. and uh, we formed Blacktonum Records in 2020 and Amazing. here we are in 2021 yeah yeah I'm I'm really excited to hear more about Blacktonum Records and kind of how that came about um, kind of paving your own path for you know, what is the music industry and building that team and saying, hey, this is how I want to do it. 
Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to find the team that can orchestrate that. And once you start to put yourself out there, we, most of us in this room, have seen how people want to help each other succeed and can really support each other. And I think that's, what's beautiful about Austin, Texas is there's a lot of that going on, especially now. Um, but it's nothing new, you know, there's a long history, uh, throughout Austin, Texas with the music industry and, and art and self-expression that's. Um, it's, there's something that needs to be nurtured about it and cherished and uh, appreciated. And so that's why this, this platform and this podcast is, has come about, um, is to really just continue to have those conversations and say, Hey, this is, this is what's going down in Austin, Texas right now. These are the individuals that are making things happen. And, uh, when we take a moment to appreciate them and support them, then, you know, we got the potential to make careers out of this. And I, I have a feeling that either of us would, wouldn't rather be anywhere else. And it's, uh, it's fun. It's a, it's a grind, but, um, man, it's, it's an amazing way to express yourself. So thank you for doing that, man. And, and, yeah, uh, I love what you guys are doing. I love, like you said, Austin just has been, uh, such a, I mean, even recently, like the explosion that's coming out of the pandemic, sure. and, uh, films, everything. It's, yes. Yeah, yeah. So much creativity. And, and that was one of the things that caught my eye was, I mean, this, the last album that you put out, it, it really showed your range as an artist from this blues and then this rock feel, almost like a black keys feel. And then you, you've got just so many diverse styles, almost an inspiration from gospel and like all these different backgrounds. And it, it sounds, it's got this real Texas feel to it. And that's what I'm excited about is that, you know, you're going to go on tour this summer and I I couldn't be prouder that you're going to represent our, our city. And I think your style encapsulates all of that. You know, uh, know, when you talk about um, the range of of styles, I think that's something that um, I've been somewhat cognitive of, like, mm -hmm. you know, going from North Carolina to Houston and, um, even just growing up, going you know through school and, and all the different cultures and uh, right. people you meet, you learn a lot about again just about people in general, um, about different music music styles and mm-hmm. um, so for me, like I have a, a true appreciation for you know just about every style of music there is yeah. out there. And um, when um, when I first moved to Austin in 2017, like I didn't know anybody in the city, and it was just you know. Like it was like sink or swim, like just get out there and network, meet as many people as you can. And I was, you know, my first gigs in, in town were like on, on 6th Street. And yeah. um, um, in that sort of environment, you're forced to uh, kind of hold people's attention. You're mm-hmm. forced to this, you know, there's a rotating crowd. And so, you know, when I first started playing, you know, in, in town, I was playing to uh, a very uh, narrow demographic of people who mm-hmm. were, would a- appreciate, you know, if you played uh, Led Zeppelin, if you played Clapton, you know, any Freebird, like, yeah, yeah, Freebird, <laughs> very narrow. And like, um, you know, we just kept experimenting and experimenting. And uh, eventually, one day, you know, I looked up and it was like, oh man, there's there's like every ethnicity, every uh, yeah age range, everybody was there all together enjoying it. And um, yeah, and I was like, okay, so I found at least somewhat of a formula for um, you know to. So where anybody that listens to it, I feel like can uh, at least resonate or, or uh, uh, with one part of it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's what stood out to me was um, listening to your album is that you're, you're an amazing songwriter and your songs, they hold a lot of value. Um, 
and just the way that you present that is, I mean, you can enjoy the music, but there's a message to it. And I can tell that you, you think quite a lot. Your, your intellect is well, you know, uh, articulated through your music. And that's, that's an amazing way to get it across with a screaming guitar solo. So yeah. that's, uh, you got it all, man. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so what were some of your bigger influences growing up and then moving forward? Um, my mom was a really great singer. And um, when I was, you know, just a little kid, we were listening to uh, a range of things from Motown, um, artists like Michael Jackson, uh, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, anybody oh, yeah. you could think of like that. And um, I started skateboarding when I was about 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And that led to, you know, rock bands and punk bands coming out to the parks. You yeah. know, so that led to me like finding an interest in, in guitars and guitar music. And so... Did you get one of those like pre-made kits from Guitar Center? With, absolutely. Like, the amp yeah. Every, I got one too. Actually, my, my first guitar, it wasn't even that. It was even more pre-packaged. It was oh, the, yeah. the amp inside the guitar. You put nine volt batteries into the guitar. And uh, <laughs> so... Um, I plucked on that for about a year and then she's like, okay, well, he's not going to put it down. So... Um, you know, we'll get you a, a proper guitar. And, um, you know, that that music that I was listening to at that time was, you know, um, I mean, it was still very heavy rock mm-hmm. influenced because that's what I was, you know, what I knew guitar to be right. was like artists like, I mean, Ozzy Osbourne and Led Zeppelin and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it was took a right there. I went left. I went more towards like Oasis and Wonderwall. Yeah, and, man. And uh, yeah, it, my my career ended shortly yeah. after it began but i'm uh i'm, I'm happy you're the one sitting here because a lot more talent than i uh, no, no. Likewise. <laughs> and um, i want to pick it back up yeah man it's never too late and um for um sorry after uh going through that phase we got proper lessons uh, from this guy in north carolina baxter clement and um you know our first lesson he was like what are you listening to he's like three doors down that's what you're listening he's like you he's like steve ravon Eric yeah. clapton bb king he's like you need to learn this, your education this history yeah. yeah and so i went home that day or that evening went on youtube and started you know the first video i pulled up was bb king the thrill mm-hmm. is gone he had on this big green suit and he was playing with gary moore and uh, i was just addicted from from then on i was like dove into blues music and yeah. didn't know any that any other music existed really mm-hmm. um and it wasn't until i moved to houston and started going to high school here that i um was listening to the radio all my friends were listening to you know what was popular at that time i think like kings of leon had their, their oh, yeah. big song use use somebody on the radio and i got introduced to the black keys and arctic monkeys and white stripes uh, white stripes area, yeah, yeah and Indian. john mayer that's when everything started to open up more mm-hmm. And then there was a big hip hop presence at the school I was going to. So I was like, at least being, be, I was, my ears were opening up to all the music that was out there. Sure. And um, that helped influence um, my early songwriting and playing. And um, then if you fast forward till, you know, till now, uh, moving again to Austin and there's a big singer songwriter presence here. Um, Definitely you know, more folk. Yeah. 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 Finding appreciation for uh, more of that side of music. And uh, Chris Stapleton, I love his voice guitar playing everything about that um and then if you come to today you know artists like her and uh i mean even that black plume is just like mm-hmm. there's so much uh to pull from you know? oh yeah eric burton what he's doing with black pumas is incredible man i love to see that he's representing the city as well yeah and uh yeah i think there's just something about austin that really caters to artists and their ability to express themselves freely you know i've been places um 
like Nashville. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll hold my vocab there. Um, but, you know, I, I got the impression that, you know, how you make it in Nashville is just like covering music, covering songs. Everybody's playing the same, you know, 10 songs to get noticed. And that's what works out there. Um, but Austin, I, I always appreciated and missed how you would go out and you would hear original music. Uh, yeah. When you go to the bars or, you know, these restaurants and they'd have a set. And it was just like artists could really get reps there and start, you know, finding their sound instead of just being talented. Because there's a lot of talented people out there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But really to establish yourself and um, come up with your style. Um, and for it, like I said, to have such a broad range, man, it's you're, you're tracking for sure. And uh, it's apparent. Thank you. And, um, yeah. So I think, uh, when did you really start writing music instead of just covering bands? I mean, it, what, did you always like writing or? Yeah, I started writing when I was, I mean, probably, probably about 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, those early songs were just, you know, you look back on them now and it's like, that was cute. You know, that Love was letters. practice. Yeah. yeah. And, um, um, you know, this, uh, this batch of songs that's on the album now, um, you know, that was the, I mean, the, the combination of, you know, my, what I bring to to the table you know, with my, uh, the raw songwriting and uh, bluesy guitar and stuff. And then mm -hmm. meeting up with uh, my producer, Will Acanto, uh, meeting him. He's, he has a huge background in electronic music. He was in, you know, the band Information Society mm -hmm. and T42 back in the 80s. These uh, cool. yeah, huge electronic bands that, uh, tour the world and you know, did like rock and Rio and stuff. So teaming up with him and uh, him bringing that electronic edge to to what I'm doing. Yeah, that's that's was, rock and roll in the modern era. You know, it's yeah. like it makes you wonder what those guys would be doing, like Jimi Hendrix or Stevie Ray in a in a modern you know environment. Yeah. Um, but and actually, that reminds me that the first time I ever heard your name come up uh, was the first industry night at Photo House. And I was actually headed to uh, my friend Kerrigan's yoga class. And uh, I had promised her I would be there. And somebody called me and was like, hey, man, like you're going out to photo house? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to make it. Got to go get my flow on. <laughs> and uh, he's like, dude, Zach Person is playing. He's like the next Jimi Hendrix. And I was like, ah, you know, sorry, Kerrigan. No, I just <laughs> But I wanted to make it. Um, but I still haven't heard you play. But everybody that I've talked to that's seen you live has just been blown away um so i know that takes a lot of work man a lot of time um to one you know get yourself out there start playing gigs at such a young age then develop your sound and then to really bring a true presence and i mean it's it's apparent that you're at that stage and you know i've, I've rubbed elbows with your team and everybody's so supportive and proud and it really makes me um, optimistic for the future of the music industry here. And um, I think that's, it's going to fly away. And uh, yeah, that's our hope. Yeah. And then, so on the horizon, um, you, you already working on another, well, I would like to get into the last album. All right. So I think it's really interesting um, that throughout the pandemic and quarantine was really, it gave you the space and, and time to really commit yourself to this last album um, that came out. And, you know, how many tracks did you have done prior to the pandemic versus after? Yeah, we, we had just, um, in March of 2020, um, put out an EP, a five-song EP. And mm -hmm. that was when we were going to, you know, go out and tour on and 
obviously you know what happened. Yeah. Uh, and so was that right before like right before South by Southwest? Yeah, that was, was that was the whole plan to get the EP right as soon as uh South by was happening so that it was, you know, yeah. fresh for market. I was in Japan at the time and when I heard South by Southwest was canceled last minute, I just knew how devastating that was gonna be to so many artists yeah. that, you know, put everything on the line, sell their belongings, you know, to come to Austin, put all their money in productions and and gear and and then for it to fall out the way it did. And I was just like watching videos on YouTube of people being interviewed saying we're still playing, you know, but it was really up in the air. Yeah. And uh, man, my heart was broken for for Austin at that time. So I, I can only imagine. I'd like to hear your perspective on that, what that felt like. And yeah, I mean, it was just uh, again, like like you mentioned, all the the plans that we had in place uh, for here in Austin. Yeah, that's and, like, and that's out- the light. Yeah, and outside of Austin too, mm-hmm. just every everything was was put on hold and and then eventually canceled. And so, um, you know, it was a, there was a time where we had to kind of really think, okay, what what are we doing next? What are we? You know, I mean, everybody. I think most people's thoughts was that this was only gonna last a uh, yeah, you know, a couple few weeks, few weeks. Yeah. yeah, and then it was like okay, a couple months by summer, and then it just mm-hmm. kept extending. So we eventually realized that you know we had to just keep moving forward and keep, you know, re-strategizing. And, um, you know, during that time, I was songwriting. Um, and then we thought, you know, well, we'll just, you know, coming out of this, we'll have a full album and mm-hmm. uh, and then strike again next, you know, next spring. And um, that time also gave us the, um, the like you said, the space to think and, and put together Black Denim Records. Mm-hmm. And some of our team members are here today. Um, and that was kind of, you know, forged initially out of the the idea um you know meeting uh my my manager christopher durst and mm-hmm. uh, again our producer will Laconto. the three of us had been working together um on a management level for uh for a while and um you know the, the thing they'd always pitched to me was you know that we have the ability to do something really great you know and something long term um and not have to follow the traditional methods and that's what really stood out to me when i when i first met the, met mm-hmm. them and uh um, it's always just been a really great relationship, you know, working together. And so, um, you know, the thought of, you know, us doing a label together was, was kind of the, the next evolution of yeah. that. And, um, that. and yeah, yeah. super ahead. empowering, you know, to, to be able to steer your career in that way and really do this your way, um, as a competent and creative individual, you know, that's just not all caught up and, and, you know, dollar signs or the big picture you're able to surround yourself with individuals that say you know we we know what we got let's do this right let's take the time to to build a foundation that can support this um and you know i think that's so interesting that you know you leaned into it at that time and there's a lot of lessons in what came out of the quarantine you know or and and it'll we'll have periods in our life again where we don't know how long things are going to last. You know, you don't have a set date. Um, often our tendency is just to wait things out or wait until things get better and always putting your life on the horizon. Yeah. But when you really take a step back and you say, okay, well, time's going to pass no matter what. Let's make the most out of this. Let's put our energy forth um, and see what kind of products that we can get. Um, I mean, the effort shows. And, uh, you know, I think we can all learn something from that and continue to pursue life that way. Um, and, you know, we'll be a lot more proud of the products that we have and uh, the way that we show up in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so you're going on tour this summer. 
I mean, when when did that really come to fruition? That was uh, again part of our our plans. They had to get pushed back, but yeah, yeah we're um, headed to Europe officially uh, end of August. That's we'll, awesome. Man. We'll be out there uh, yeah. night after night uh, doing shows throughout Europe and the UK. Um, Has that been a dream for a long time? Absolutely. That was that was kind of uh, part of our whole goal. This you know whole time building to um, eventually go out there and develop those markets too, and mm-hmm. um, really looking forward to to that and. Um, we got some really cool opportunities that we can't talk about yet. Right when we right when we get back uh, here in town during October, that's all I can say. Cool, but, cough, know. cough. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I like to hear. I like to uh, let me know as soon as possible so I can put it on my calendar because uh, I live off that thing now. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, man. So um, you know, I think what what is you know your stance um, on the the current vibe of of the music industry here in Austin um what what are you excited about um as far as the growth in the city what opportunities do you think that provides um i mean you said the current vibe i feel like i feel like uh that's about, kind of been disrupted for a minute but what's coming out of like it's coming out of the pandemic is is pretty beautiful i mm-hmm. think um um everybody's i don't there's something about you know, they, this has been talked about for months uh, over the past year of mm-hmm. quarantine. There's something about going through a common struggle that I think brings people together. It cuts out some of the egos and yeah. uh, and um, cuts out some of the noise as well. And yeah. So I feel like the the real genuine hardworking people are. Um, uh, I don't know. There's there's more opportunities uh, for, for those people and and also to like a. Again, I think there's a unity that that that's kind of um, here that may maybe wasn't you know here before. Just I think so too. again, people get comfortable with all the or not comfortable comfortable, but uh, what is it? Uh, uh, you just get too um, can't well, even think of the yeah, word. Caught just, up. Just, just I think yeah, with, with everything. Uh, not not it's not not gratitude. The opposite of I can't think of it right now. I had a long night last night, but. <laughs> Um, taking things for granted. Taking and, things for granted, yeah. yeah. And then when it gets taken from you, you, you know, it, it, uh, it shows you what's important. And so I think, yeah, the current state of everything is uh, is uh, is really great to see people working together. Uh, there's a sense of humility and, like I said, common uh, common struggle, common uh, values right now. I think so, too. Yeah, I think, I mean, just taking a slight pause um, last year and and being removed from the the daily, you know, cycle or momentum that we were caught up in and, and truly observing how fast things can change, then, yeah, we do develop a greater appreciation for what we had and moving forward, forward what we have. Um, man, that, I mean, the gratitude in the air. I mean, I saw Black Pumas at, at Stubbs, and, I mean, it was palpable in the air how yeah. grateful people were. Um, and it, it's, I mean, there's something about Austin. There's an energy in the air that can be felt right now. Um, there's a lot of people that just moved here. Um, there's a lot of people moving back. You know, I have a lot of friends that moved elsewhere uh, throughout, you know, before COVID. And then as soon as COVID hit, like, you know, the Bay Area and California, I mean, all of them came flocking back. And the conversations that we've had, because I returned to my city uh, amidst, you know, that as well. And, and, um, you know, there's a new uh, vibrance to the city where people, they want to come home. And um, 
I think that, you know, that, that is what we need to remember. Um, I always say that human beings have a, have a tendency to forget. Um, so it's our job to remind each other and keep having those conversations of value. Um, instead of just falling back on surface level interactions or going out and blowing off steam, man, we just need to say it out loud. We just need to articulate what we appreciate about our current state um, yeah. and all the growth that we achieved. Um, that's eventually what's going to keep bringing us together, um, sharing space. And in a city like this, that, that brings new ideas, that brings innovation. Um, and I'm really excited to be in Austin, Texas for it. Um, yeah, I think, I think, is there anything else you want to touch on before we open this up for a uh, Q&A? What's on the horizon? Horizon, yeah, you mentioned it earlier. Europe, um, our next show, uh, big show in town. We've got um, June 26th with Emily Wolf. I'm sure most of you guys know about her. She's a great artist yeah. and playing up at Hotspot. Hotspot, um, cool. Great, great live new music video uh, venue that's, yeah. uh, that's doing some really cool things. Awesome. Uh, for the community of artists. Yeah. And so you're playing right up until you leave for tour? Or? Absolutely. We're, we're yeah. hitting and saturating this market uh, as much as possible because uh, it's happening taking off for a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, that's the time to, to lean in here this summer. It's going to be a special time to be here in Austin. And, you know, I think uh, even I was planning on taking a trip this summer. And, uh, you know, I was just like, you know what? I'm sticking around. It's good here right now. Yeah. And just, you know, taking that time to, to remove yourself from that that attitude of the grass is always greener, things will be better when, you know, just take a step back and appreciate what's happening. Appreciate, you know, look each other in the eye, keep meeting people. I mean, I meet people every day that inspire me um, and I want to be around that. You know, I don't want to just re remove myself from that because I have a tendency to run, yeah. you know, and now I just enjoy it. You know, life is short and uh, we can continue to, to push each other and motivate each other to, to do great things. And that's how we're going to make this world a better place. Absolutely. So, thank you for doing your part, Zach. Oh, thank you. Likewise, man. Awesome. Let's, uh, let's open it up to the crowd. I feel, I feel like we're probably going to have a few questions today. Um, anybody got any questions? Don't be shy. What's up, Kate? Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. I actually wanted to hear more about American Idol. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to hear about that story and the songs you picked and how it was received. Yeah. Like, right when you said that, I'm like, no way. I didn't know that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I feel like um, <clears throat> for, for me, um, I, I just graduated high school and had plans to, you know, I was doing the music, but I had plans to go potentially do business classes, maybe even come to UT. Um, and then that opportunity presented itself and uh, I took it. Um, and it was a, a big growing, growing process or growing, um, you know, step for me because I was coming from a place of being a guitarist primarily and singing out of necessity. And so, you know, that show really kind of uh, it opened my eyes and widened my perspective into figuring out how to, you know, be more of a, you know, than just a, a, a guitarist. And because I, you know, it forced me to focus on my singing and my like self as an entertainer in, in general. Um, so that, that was the biggest thing I got from the show. And uh, luckily I got off, I got off the show before, um, you know, got, got too deep into contracts and rights and all that stuff. Uh, and, um, 
it was good. It was good for me because I was able to kind of uh, develop naturally into, you know, the person and artist that I am today instead of potentially getting molded into something that uh, was, was good for, you know, that season at that time, you know. Clay Aiken? Yeah. Potentially. <laughs> you know, you know the, the funny thing about that is if you look at the contracts, um, there's, there's things in the contracts that you know had to come specifically from like, like, like things like you can't, you know, the weird laws, like you can't ride a llama in this or something. It's like somebody had to do something for that to be written in there. <laughs> and there was, there was one mention of like a running for office. And I'm like, that's, that was Clay Aiken. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. All right. Anybody else? Let's go. Hey, yeah. Cool. What's up? Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Did you play any other instruments in high school band? Yes. I uh, I started off, I, I thought, you know, that violin would be a cool instrument and that was way harder. It was just screeching uh, for, for days. And so I, uh, I switched to clarinet and I was first chair uh, <laughs> clarinet. And uh, um, when we moved to Houston, they were like, we have too many clarinets. Um, so would you would you be open to playing saxophone? And I'm like, yeah, okay, sax. I'll I'll play sax. But then I went from being first chair clarinet to being like beginner, stumbling over the notes because it's different. It's different uh, uh, sheet music and stumbling over playing clarinet while all these other you know students were whizzing you know just right past me. And I was like, this is frustrating. I'm just gonna play guitar. Yeah. And um and so anyway. No, here we are. Could have been Kenny G or something. <laughs> Still time. It's never too There's late still to start. time. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I play, um, I play, uh, if you ask Jake, I don't. But uh, actually, if you ask Jake, I play, play drums like shaky, shaky graves. But um, I uh, play drums a little bit, um, very, very minimal keys and play bass. I play bass on the album as well. Uh, and Jake, Jake plays drums, sings, and keys as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. Who else we got? Andy? Hey, what's up? Okay. Uh, so you have a lot going on. My question is, how do you prioritize what you do next? And how do you protect your creativity when you're trying to do all the other things as well? Yeah. Well, the, uh, I would say that the honest answer to that is that like it, it, it does get tough sometimes, you know. Uh, we're, we have taken, chosen to take the harder, longer route and build all this stuff ourselves. So, um, you know, there, there have been times yeah, where it's, it's just been like, this is almost too much to deal with. And, um, you know, you work through those hard seasons and then it opens up and then you take that time to, to you know, focus on creativity. And then you go through another hard season and it's kind of a, a wave. But luckily, we've, uh, you know, gotten to the point where we do have you know, like people like uh, like Juice Consulting and Heather Wagner Reed. Just we're, we have a, a nice nice team now, and that's um, you know that's uh, just helped tremendously. Uh, I mean, not just with our own like sort of uh, uh, capacities for for work and stuff, but it's taken us even further than we than I thought we could could go. And so I think if anybody else is trying to do something like this, uh, you know, finding a good team uh, of people that you trust and, and, and love and some, something that feels like a family unit and then um, and that, that can help take you to the next level. Yeah. I think just also just trust in the process and, and 
having your goals in your mind of what you would like to achieve, but also having a state of awareness and observing what's obtainable and what's presenting itself as well, instead of just being so goal-driven on achieving what we set out to do. I think there's a lot of beauty in having the presence of mind to observe what types of people are presenting themselves, what type of opportunities are presenting themselves. Absolutely, yeah. Don't be so married to doing things your way, Yeah. right? You can still bring a presence. You can still express yourself in whatever capacity, um, but who you align with and the decisions you make and the environments that you surround yourself with, that's that's your choice. Yeah. And um, just, you know, empowering yourself to to stand true and, and hold strong in your values, you're going to be a lot more happy with your career and how it pays off. And I'm sure that experience of, of you know, American Idol and those lessons that you learned, I'm sure none of them were learned the easy way. Yeah. You know, I've gone through life the same way where I, I almost prefer to learn the hard way. Yeah. Because I remember it. Yeah. Um, but, but what you in what you mentioned about to just, yeah, not being necessarily married to one idea that's a mm -hmm. big thing huge thing that we've had to you know you never know what's going to get thrown at you again like this past year it's mm -hmm. uh, also a constant game of, of re-strategizing and uh, opportunities um come you know sometimes out of the blue that you know, sure yeah. change the whole the whole uh, plan and, and it makes it more achievable if you can just take that step and shift laterally and say okay well you know i was going to do it this way but now this way is available um and i saw that you know with venues and events and and different things as i was trying to step up into this platform was the the answer in the air was just nope we're waiting you know i was like mm. man why can't we just come up with solutions like we can do this safely you know and it was like there were there were people more recently that are willing to do that and, you know really stand their ground and and make those moves which was very necessary um otherwise it would just been a waiting game for you know, tiptoeing our way through life. And that, that doesn't get us anywhere very fast. Yeah, it's coming so, back. It is. It is, man. Well, yeah, and we're here for it. Absolutely. All right. Anybody else got any questions? What's up? Say, sir. What's up, man? How's it going, man? Hair looks good today, man. Oh, thank you. What was that, pomade? And it's pommy. Yeah. Oh, I need, I need you got to a good get eye. All right. <laughs> you got a hell of an eye. <laughs> yeah, I was in the Navy. I had to keep that shit out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks for uh, having the podcast again. And um, I was reading an article where you talked about how what you're trying to do is create uh, a modern sound with like mixes of old blues and um, I forgot the other style of music. Yeah, yeah. But you're, you're, you're trying to create something new. Um, how do you, how, where do you get inspiration from when you're trying to create something that's never been done before, you know, and, and where, you know, you can present, present something to someone, but you've, Nobody's ever heard the style of music you're trying to make. So how do they know if it's good? How yeah. do you know? How do you decide when it's good? And where do you get the inspiration to like yeah. write your music? Well, you know, um, some my, my songwriting process varies. But um, if I'm just if on a typical day, if I'm going in to try and create music, I usually just try to go to a, a really, uh, you know, peaceful sort of clear space that's quiet and uh, with a, a simple instruments of maybe a piano or a guitar and um, honestly just sometimes it's uh, it comes this way where I'm just experimenting um, most most recently um, I've been deep diving into old music like I mean real like, like 1900s 1920s 30s 40s and um, I mean if you, if you think about it that I don't know I think in my head that gives you enough time to uh, 
you know, where that stuff becomes fresh again. And um, uh, I'm, I'm a big, like, like fan of music history too. So sometimes like, um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, maybe this will segue into the next section of section of this uh, podcast. But um, I was doing like a lot of uh, experimenting and listening to uh, old classic music, and uh, just going through. And you know, YouTube suggests all the different things, and uh, you know, I, I was uh, the song. Uh, by Stevie, Life by the Drop by Stevie Ray. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but it has this Better be. has this section. It's like, and I was listening to that, and um, it was that's a very common thing in blues. Just the, but he was doing something in there that like that stood out to me, and he did it like I think maybe twice in the song, like that little. I mean, that's a very simple thing, but just in the way it was presented, that stood out to me. I was like, oh, I like how he threw that in. It, like, you know, three minutes and 48 seconds, you know, somewhere in there. Like, just one little tiny detail. It was probably a mistake or just an accident, you know? And I, I, I don't know, that little thing caught my ear. And so I just started playing, like... Long for my prime... And that turned out to be long enough, you know, just like a little, just a little snippet of like something that you hear that's like, I don't know, it can inspire like a whole, you know, composition, you know, little things like that. You, you, there's like, you know, you might be listening to Jimi Hendrix or Pink Floyd and you hear like a distant like synthesizer sound in the background that's playing something and like, you're like, ooh, you know, like that's probably just a little detail that nobody would ever notice, but that sounds so cool to me. Maybe it didn't sound do anything to anybody else, but I noticed that little guitar, uh, that little piano thing in the background at five minutes and something seconds that's like barely audible, but that like stood out to me so much. And like, you know, that just like, I want something, you know, in that vein that evokes the same emotion. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Sorry, I geek out on all this, on all this sort of stuff. I love it. I love to see the passion. (laughs) And uh, man, I think there's, and, and no matter what you're doing, there is always room for innovation. Yeah. Right? You're, you're, you're hearing that. You're getting your, your, you know, your inspiration from things that already exist. That's how we learn. Yeah. Um, but that next step of really establishing yourself in this world and showing up and continuing this driving force in humanity and how we grow is innovation. Yeah. Um, that's appreciating our past. That's appreciating history. That's appreciating others and what they're capable of doing. But also believing in yourself enough and your talents to know that you can show up in the world in your own unique way. And again, the product of what you will become will be, you'll be so much more proud of than just success or, you know, making it on uh, societal terms. Um, just by doing what other people are doing. Um, instead, let's, uh, let's create some waves and come up with new ideas and new ways of doing things. And we can all do that in our own fields. Absolutely. Yeah. And sorry to, t- to touch on the... Wait. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, to touch on the part of uh, the making, making things new again, you know, uh, I think part of that is, you know, the production element of what we're doing to, um, you know, ears today, I feel like are attuned to 
uh, you know, the modern way the music's produced, you know, 808s and all that stuff. Like, I love all, all of those sounds. And so also taking, you know, something that is very uh, bluesy and rootsy and uh, fundamental, traditional like that, and then, you know, mashing, again, 808s and heavy synthesizers in there. Um, I feel like that is, uh, I mean, it, it freshens it up and it makes it uh, more accessible to, you know, uh, uh, younger ears. Yeah. Anyway. I also wanted to touch on that since you yeah, specifically asked about that. I love it. Cesar's got his journal. That's yeah. the first in here at the podcast. <laughs> I love it. All right. Anybody got any other questions? We'll take one more. All right. What's up, David? David Shabani, like everybody. The local rap artist as well. Oh, yeah, man. Good. I gave him a shout out last week and I said Shinobi. And uh it's all good. <laughs> Apologies. I'll tell accepted. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, I had a question. Um, I don't want to get. I hope this isn't too like music businessy, but um, I also am an artist, and uh, yeah, and I kind of yeah. had two questions. One was um, like I see that you have a European tour, and I was curious because I have a lot of family in Europe. I lived in a lot of different places because uh, my families were uh, immigrants from Congo, mm. and so I was curious um, for your European tour, like, was it, did you, did y'all just kind of take a leap of faith and just, you know, try to book all these dates? Or did you already have, like, a listenership already happening in Europe? Like, a lot of fans already existed there. So there's one thing I was curious about. And um, the other thing was, I, in my personal career, I've always felt like touring is, like, my immediate to long-term peak goal you know if, yeah. I, if, if i'm able to just be torn that's i would be satisfied i feel like so do you feel like there's a point in your music career where you're like all right this is what i wanted to do and i'm officially there or do you feel like you can always climb beyond that yeah um, so absolutely that's two long questions two so. questions yeah <laughs> so for the first question you know um you know that was kind of always our strategy you know there's a, there's a huge uh, i guess just uh, desire and um what was i gonna say what's the uh, just a, a huge um, want and need for that style of music over there, and it's appreciated. Uh, so that was a, a big, a big, uh, you know, part of us us wanting wanting to go travel there. Um, and you know, in, in terms of the, the, is there was the leap of faith? You know, we um, started shopping uh, music over there. We've actually uh, had like a, a boots on the ground sort of a small team of uh, of, of really friends and, and people that have gone out there and started. Um, spreading the word and our music's uh, it's been uh, this music has been blowing up in uh, different markets over there. Uh, we got number one on a few stations in uh, Belgium, and so um, we were kind of planning planning a tour as as all this was happening. And the same thing with the with the you know either the United States is um, you know been projecting kind of pre-projecting what might be, you know, and then like a year from now and, or, um, and everything is kind of, you know, hitting at the same time, you know, uh, right as, you know, music um, is breaking on radio and we're press is supporting all that. Um, you know, we're, you know, everything's kind of aligning and hitting at the same time. It's um, kind of a balance and to, to strategically have it all hit at the same time. But um, I think if, if you can, if you can make, that happen if you have the if you have again I think you do need a uh, team and it doesn't have to be a, a, like a, a, what you envision as a twenty person team as long as you have you know at least a few people that are really good at what they they do around you can kind of 
um, work together to make all these things, you know, hit at the same time. Um, the other route is to, to blow up on TikTok or something like that, and then and then you know exactly where you need to go. Um, but it doesn't always happen that way. Um, and then your second uh, question was uh, refresh. I think you can. Um, I, it's funny. I was listening to uh, I was listening to somebody, another artist, speak about that, and they said, "Define, um, you know, your not expectations, but define your, um, uh, yeah, I get set your expectations, set what what you want, what defines success for you." Um, I think you can always continue to grow, uh, but you know, for for me, like, what's you know, we're about to go out on this you know first wave of touring, and to me, like my success uh, would be to be able to do that exact th- exact same thing, but just on a level that's comfortable for everybody, for the whole team. When you get can get to the point where you're, you know, you're touring and, you know, your family can tour with you and, and you can support, you know, all that whole ecosystem, um, that that's like success for me. Um, you know, what, what size stages we're doing at that time, like, it, you know, doesn't, all the other stuff is irrelevant as long as you know I'm able. To, you know, me and my my team and friends are able to play music, and everybody can you know um, thrive comfortably on a consistent schedule of touring. Like that's that's success for me. Yeah. Congrats on that number one in Belgium. Thank you. Yeah, I got an email from Apple the other day. I'm ranked like 245th in Saudi Arabia for podcasts. Dude, hey, congrats, man. That's a success. I don't even think they have free speech. <laughs> I think somebody at Apple is just like, let's mess with this guy. Oh, man. This podcast is, is awesome. And I see it uh, continue, just continuing to even grow bigger. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if y'all are ready, I think we'll just segue into this next part. And uh, I think you want to play us a song? Yeah. Yeah. This, right, is a, this is a song from… This is a song from uh, from that album, and I wrote it during quarantine. And uh, again, all, just all the stuff that uh, I was internalizing. Eventually, I was like, "Okay, I need I need to get this out. This isn't good. Just be holding this all in." And you know, for artists, I think the the best way to do that is is music through you know, song. And so this is uh, my 2020 uh, in a song. Wanna yeah. fly? Wanna fly? Beautiful. Actually, I might need to position this. Yeah, do whatever. Can we gain this mic up a little bit and I'm going to back it up? You want a second? Actually, yeah. There we go. That's perfect. Thank you. All right. Wanna fly too long, Lord set me free, now come rescue me.
set heavy low That was something else, man. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, that's been my, my favorite song on the album, for sure. Just you, you can hear the weight of those words. And, and uh, I, I want to give you all homework. One, if you don't know Life by the Drop by Steve Ray Vaughan, uh, go look that up. But two, if you don't know Want to Fly by Zach Person, um, go take a look at those lyrics. Sit with it. Um, you've written something, something there that's truly special. Thank you. Um, and thank you for playing that today. Yeah, that song means a lot to me. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, want to fly. Uh, I like the, the part, I want to try. Yeah. And then I want to fly, but not too high. It says exactly. a lot there. I've, I've sat with that this week. And uh, Sounds yeah. like a T-shirt to me. Yeah, man, speaking <laughs> of T-shirts, <laughs> we'll segue into this. But uh, I want to thank, thank Zach one more time. Let's give it up. Hey, thank you guys for being here. Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, 
we just shared something today, and I challenge y'all to uh, to mix it up today after the podcast ends. Meet somebody new. Um, find out what each other are doing. I think there's a lot of uh, beautiful people here in the room, um, all from different walks of life, and we can mix that up and, and learn more about each other and see what each other have to offer and really come together and uh, do some amazing things. Um, also, we are dropping our merch today, so we just got these Easy Does It t-shirts. Um, speaking of which, was a collaboration with my friend, Kate Asseltine. Um, she painted the artwork on the back. And then uh, we had them pressed by a, a local guy as well, uh, Alpha Iron Press. Um, but what we're doing today, as you can see, ours are tie-dyed. Um, so if y'all would like to take part in a, a community art projects, arts and crafts, um, we'll be tie-dyeing them today. Um, so we can just settle up and then you can dye your own shirt and take it home and, and uh, rep the McConaughey version of the legend T. That's what we're calling them. I think Stevie Ray's next. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll get you one. Thank All you. right, guys. Um, again, thank you so much to Native Hostel for coming out or having us out. Um, we're so happy with this space and, uh, and uh, being able to share it together. Again, we, we talk about the gratitude of sharing space. Um, and we got Max Manila coming on next. Um, she'll be dropping on the decks with us today, so don't be afraid to move some of these chairs and uh, cut this rug up. Cool? All right, guys, signing off. Out. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Hass Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives' activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production.